the Soul Material Podcast. It's getting ready to go down. It's your boy, Buddy Love Shark, and we're here to show love. Wait, I think I see him. Is that EOH the Great? Buddy Love Shark, here's the American dream, the man himself, the OGEO. I know about hard times, daddy, but we're talking about hard times in the sneaker culture here in the 2020s with these microphones and this social media. We're gonna get funky like a monkey here with this soul material podcast, these microphones, these computers. You know what I'm talking about there, daddy? Oh, that sounds like a whole lot of love. And you know we love love here at the Soul Material Podcast. Let's go. Right, and we're back. We're here for another episode. Um, this time, I think we're going to just tap into the another evolution to a subset of our culture. Um, don't even know how prevalent it is today, but you, wow. Um, and what we're talking about is fakes, okay? Because um, over time, um, these things have gotten way more tricky um, because fakes actually look like the real thing now so it's uh you know a lot of skeletors out there trying to hit us with a uh you know this is somewhat of a faker right a little more of a faker so so kev just you know i'll let you kick it off with some of the history of how fakes uh came about like you know because we've been here for a while so we <laughs> the fakes of back in the day were of uh epic proportion no problem and you are absolutely correct tony because in the day um back in our childhood no matter if it was a sneaker or um you know a designer um or what have you um there was a distinction of something being fake or um not authentic and you knew it was not authentic you didn't pay that much for it and the places you got them from were spots whether they were corner stores or flea markets and so forth the where you knew it was fake um and somewhere down the line particularly the past five to seven years um i would say the quality of products that are quote unquote authentic from these factories and so forth from companies have gone down and those same factories are now being used um to produce products that are not authorized so that quality has gone up so it's now almost dead even on what we see now. And my frustration and also my worry is that a lot of people now are getting taken by quote unquote fakes or unauthorized shoes now without knowing it. So a lot of these resale stores do not really have true authentication um, ways or processes of knowing what's what. And a lot of these factors, you know, Tony, from research that you've done, um, a lot of these factors are exactly the same. So back in our day, even in college, when you saw the quote unquote SpongeBob 11s, you knew they came from a flea market or somewhere like that. And now it got to the point to where, you know, you have stores literally um, concerned because a lot of their returns will be of fake products, although they sold a real product and the return they get is a fake product and they're getting caught with getting the real shoe box, but a fake shoe. And now you have to be literally a shoeologist at this point to uh, see the difference between a lot of these shoes and um, whether it's, you know, the Yeezys or a lot of the Jordan ones now and so forth, 
you got to have this like blue razor light and you got to have, you know, a scale like you basically wearing dope now um, to get the differences in what's authentic and what's not authentic. And back in our day, it was a clear distinction if you were wearing a fake Tommy shirt or a fake Gucci bag or some fake J's. And um, now it's the, the lines are so blurry and that people are getting so malicious because it's such a market now for products um, that people are robbing each other left and right with little integrity and with little worry of, you know, being caught or, you know, so that's where my resentment comes in as far as with the fakes now, because um, I'm always kind of worried, um, even with a lot of the stories that we have, Tony, with a lot of these sites who, who do have authentication, you know, processes, they get in court, you know, one or two times a year with stories that blow online about, I got this fake from StockX or from GOAT and so forth. So that's where the game is now, man. And it's really damaging overall to the culture. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to, again, with the fakes of clothes and apparel versus sneakers, um, when it comes to clothing, it was always this underlying, it was kind of acceptable, but it really wasn't. It was just more of a, you you weren't knocked down for it. And the irony is now that the, the flea market flip has come back like the fake Gucci shirt from the eighties and nineties is actually a very popular (laughs) shirt (laughs) at the thrift level of these consignment shops, which is weird that you would now spend a hundred dollars for a used t-shirt that was fake to begin with. But it's, it's, I don't, (laughs) I don't understand that part, but I'm just (laughs) stating it for the fact that I know that it exists. Right. So when it comes to the sneakers, you know, when we were talking about this topic, I was thinking about like, when was the, how did I even get introduced to fakes? And when was the first time I saw a fake? Um, and I feel like it was really um, going around to stores like Ross and Marshall's and then seeing the fakes because they were returned. And so, and, but they're on the shelf trying to get sold again. So I think that that might've been the first time I've ever noticed. I was like, who, who put these Bobos in this box? Uh, these aren't real air forces or, or whatever. Cause that was back, back when, more uh you would see signature shoes and things like that at those stores now you only see them um seasonally um probably springtime only out of the whole year so auto acquisition tip always lacing you uh but uh so don't forget that one uh ross and marshall's during the springtime is the only time that you need to be looking um but other than that yeah it was just some fakes and bobos and fakes were so obvious because you know air forces the materials just look way different um and they look cheaper but the irony is they were tougher. Um, so you could tell a fake because they were so durable. Um, and, uh, cause the people that would be wearing them would be rocking them, uh, um, till they, you know, fell into the ground. Uh, but meanwhile, some regular shoes would, you could see how they wear. Um, but then you get into, um, fake Jordans. Well, fake Jordans wasn't just a clone of the Jordan or maybe what it looks like now. And, today and the size of the check is off and it's so and it's hard to tell because the stitching is in a different direction and you have to have all these technical details but back in the day that we knew that there was no hybrid of of jordan uh four seven and eleven all in one okay and then they would just have these the wing uh upper and then the, the side of it looks like the 10 and then it has an air bubble like none of this stuff like it was so obvious um and in and, and where did you acquire those because you talked about that too a little bit where where did you acquire them? 
Yeah, those were at those. That's the free flea market flip. Huh. That's the gas station shoe. All right, if y'all don't know about the gas station shoe, then you <laughs> there was just a different era. Um, and and again, um, as someone who's traveled around in many different markets throughout the the, the country. Sorry to my southern friends and family, but uh, many times uh, uh, traveling down south is when I saw the prevalence of those uh, those fakes, and they were all over the place. Uh-huh. And it was just it was normalized to the point where no one was calling you out um, or anything like that. It was just a uh, you know a lot of it comes with affordability too. Um, so it's just like this weird dynamic of. You know, because you're not paying these astronomical prices for those fakes. Now you're paying for the fakes. Uh, but before, the one, another reason why people acquired them, because at the flea market, it was like two for 40 uh, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, like, maybe that's what you got uh, or, or whatever. But then you don't care. And what happens is people weren't calling you out and making you, making fun of you but so much um, unless they were in the know. But it was a subculture. So, the majority was not in the know, um, so you just got to got to get away with it. Uh, but Tony, somewhere between the two thousands, it switched a little bit, in which people were really thinking they were stunting on you, wearing something that was not authentic or not authorized, and they kind of didn't know because they were being charged a certain price, particularly down south. Yeah, so I I would agree that you know around that two thousand five six, um, it started to shift. I think because of the trends in fashion at the time because all those shoes would those fakes would actually match whatever palette hmm. was coming out so that's why some dudes wasn't can because they were spending their money on the gear um but then they would just throw the bobos on and then what happens i had i asked somebody one time like why is this okay um and here's what they told me and i could not argue with them all right especially if someone who goes out a lot right um they're like tony the girls they don't they can't see all of this in the darkness of a club at night when you're out on a Friday and a Saturday night. So as long as you're fresh looking <laughs> and then you show up, um, no one's doing a shoe check uh, on you in the club or while you parking lot pimping. So that's why. Um, and I'm like, wow, I never thought about it like that. So clearly the honor and integrity means nothing um, <laughs> because the person I was talking to at that time had a pair of all white Yeezy Nike Yeezys um, and having worked for a retailer I'm literally like going to events going in out of the stores talking to staff and I literally told that person like you need to change your shoes dog because you're around me now um, and now people are questioning me uh, for <laughs> associating with you and walking around you know what I'm saying and I was like they ain't never gonna tell you this um, but I've already heard it and we haven't even done our rounds for the day so it was just like we, we got to get you some new shoes. And, and sure enough, we did. Uh, you know what I mean? But it was a that was a quick, uh, uh, funny story on fakes. But that really happened. Um, some people, they don't care. Um, and I have this philosophy of, like, if, if the females paid more attention to what the dudes are doing and then they stopped doing certain things, <laughs> uh, then the dudes might change their ways a little bit. I don't know. That's just the cause and effect of the power of you know what I'm talking about. Uh, and if they, uh, you know, why dudes uh, get haircuts and why they dress fly? <laughs> For the power of you know what. Understood. Um, you know what I'm saying? So maybe uh, 
I don't know what other influences that you directly have, but just to get fresh. But again, I'm someone who does it for myself. You know what I'm saying? I get fresh. Uh, I like Kanye. I got to put on a uh, some ones that's clean and a shirt with a team just to go to the grocery store. That's just that's just how I roll. I have the honor and integrity of me being presentable. Uh, that's to my standards. That's just how I roll. But Tony, what about this thing now in which um, these shoes that are being sold with without a box in a lot of these um, aftermarket stores? Um, I saw a few stores that already have the patented leather um, Air Jordan 1 that's going to be released in December, which is uh, resembles basically the Air Jordan 1 silhouette, black and red. It's just all patented leather. And they look absolutely great, but I'm not sure if they were just authorized, but you know, whatever factory got them, didn't give them the box, and they sell them for 800 But like you said before in uh, the exhibition season, there's a market for it. People are paying for it or trading up to get these shoes. And I'm saying um, somewhere down the line, how do they know these shoes are totally authentic or authorized? Or does that just doesn't matter anymore because they're rocking something six months early? I think that it doesn't matter. And then the whole unauthorized stuff, like the fact that that became a term in the first place, let us know what was this is here to stay. You know what I'm saying? Because now everyone's coming up with a new excuse and category to keep it here. Um, because people are by, there are people getting rich off of these fakes uh, that are coming in. There are people that have their own independent brands and they're using these factories that sell, that produce fakes to literally like just change the logo on it. And then now produce their own thing. Um, and in an even uh, a cheaper way. And y'all are paying four and $500 for that too. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, this is why we're here with the Soul Material Podcast because we're trying to break down every element, um, just so that you can digest it and then you can educate yourself. Um, again, we don't have all the answers, but we're posing the questions that you need to be asking yourself, um, so that we can keep the conversation moving forward um, and drill into like, why are we doing this? Like, why why do people accept the uh, things uh, for fake? And now. Um, you got these stores. They're mixing stuff in there, mm-hmm. right? That sounds like some baiting and switching going on. That sounds like an establishment that's really not here for the culture, and we tried to tell you that they here for your money, uh, and you're willing to pay it. That's why they're he- that's why they're here. This is no different than the rush of Black Friday with cell phones and TVs and everything like that. It just got glorified, um, and then now everybody and their mama who you follow the money uh okay if people are spending it then you find a way to jump into that industry yeah and you know that's why we're trying to educate the consumers um so you know you have a choice you actually dictate what's going on um so educate yourself on what the fakes look like so you don't get got all right there's no uh magic pen at the register that's going where you mark the hundred dollar bill to see if it's authentic or not we ain't got that for sneakers all right um and you're never really going to because there's also sites out there that are doing, uh, um, you know, the verification and, and and having authenticity certificates come with their shoes. And they're still selling it fake. Mm-hmm. All right. They're still selling it fake. Um, I had an experience, too, just because I have an odd size on some Yeezys. Tried to buy a 12 and a half. And I knew immediately when I opened up the box um, <laughs> that something wasn't right with from a legitimate source from a book. legitimate source that has tens and thousands and hundreds of thousands of Instagram followers and endorsed by athletes and all that good stuff. But guess what? It comes with a tag just like StockX. It comes with a certificate. Um, but they were fake as I don't know what. Um, the 
it just didn't add up, you know, and like literally one, one of the barcodes inside the shoe didn't even scan correctly, like amongst other things uh, that just looked odd with the size of the tag and everything. It just didn't just didn't feel right. So Tony, what what cost what did that cost you as the victim? Did that cost you anything? Honestly, I, I'm talking about as far as from a monetary standpoint. What did that cost you as the victim? As far as shipping the shoe back and so forth, outside of the pain and suffering, having to deal with that experience. Um, just to go through it because they wouldn't respond in my emails, um, and then because I happen to work in payment processing industry, I know how chargebacks work. Um, so I filed a chargeback, which is why I use PayPal. And then of course they replied to the chargeback because they, when you have that chargeback, I could keep the product and get a refund at the same time. So. They were so adamant of sending, they weren't going to re refund me, even though they say that there's no refunds. They said they're not going to refund me until I return it. So I returned it, uh -huh, and I got my money back. So I just had to pay the, I ate the cost of the, the shipping uh, to send it back. But, you know, at the end of the day, I, I thought that I I lost because I was just like, y'all supposed to cover that with your disclaimers and guarantees of authenticity. Mm -hmm. You never said anything about what I just, what I pointed out as a lie. You just said, send me the shoes back and mm -hmm. then I'll give you a refund. You never had a dialogue or anything that, that to me, that was guilt 100% um, because you didn't deny any of my claims of, of saying that because I went in um, about how fake this stuff was and how you are posing as someone who's um, authentic. So to those hundred thousand people that follow them on Instagram, there's the bait and switch. Um, they don't get it. And I will say their name kicks crew.com. Oh. Don't do it. Dropping bombs like the Gat Band in this joint. Um, I'll say my art acquisition. Uh, Sorry, I had to Lord, I had to put the gunshots Lord, out there. That's our first sound effect. <laughs> we ain't ever. had no sound effects, but I had it this, took this how many episodes? Sorry, I had to go with the gunshots on that one. Only T Mark the Street Shark will. I didn't know that check even cleared to have sound effects. See, that's I just... the only one we got, but it's all good. <laughs> that's why I wasn't that loud. <laughs> Back on topic. Art acquisition uh, tip here: be skeptical. When you go to these buy, sell, resale aftermarket shops and your shoes not come with the box, um, not to call out any stores whatsoever because um, it's the past. And I believe a statute of limitations and I'll let it go because they rectified the situation. But there was a store that was notorious for um, selling great fakes. I'm talking about absolutely great fakes. And the M.O. was that it didn't come with a box. So 98 percent of their shoes came with the original box original tissue paper, original stuffing and everything. Very once in a while, you know, a Jordan here, and they're not necessarily a hot Jordan, no exclusive Jordan. It'll be a Jordan 9, you know, OG or a patent leather, you know, black and red 11 Jordan. Um, they'll come with no box. And if you look at the tag, um, the tag will have two different uh, style numbers on it, or the font on the style number will be a little bit crazy. And because um, my reputation, I believe, is the reason why I got my money back. And they didn't want me to put them on blast. But I'm saying to myself, um, you have a demographic of high school and college kids who don't know any better. And what bothered me is that I know for sure they put that shoe right back on the shelf until it's sold. And at that point I stopped shopping there. Um, cause again, now was the bait and switch. And, but it took me to go through that experience three different times to realize this may be a system they got going on here. And this is a little bit more intentional than I would like it to be. Even if it's the fact that they got, got, if you will, um, do you just eat that up as a company or as, as a store or as, you know, or organization, or do you throw that back out to the culture um, without revealing to them what's going on? You know, that's something you just eat, but um, having that experience 
I'm really open my eyes, something like that. I'm not even that good that I can't even get got. Um, even wearing them and, and putting them on, everything was fine. So at that point, I knew the game changed as far as um, fakes and um, unauthentic shoes and um, still paying premium price for them as well. Yeah, I mean, and and I think with the, the way that prices are gouged now and then everyone's chasing the, the flip, um, that leaves a little less time for the the check uh, of authenticity because everyone just wants to get it. Matter of fact, you know, if you're buying online, you're posting the resale before you receive the thing in the mail, first of all, all right? Or you're just using stock photos or whatever the other sites use, um, and then you just roll the dice from there. Um, and then on top of that, everyone, like, again, the honor and integrity is, is gone, right? Uh, even with some of these consignment shops are taking people's money and not, not paying them, you know, is that worse hmm. or better than selling the fake? Hmm. Either way, the sheep are still uh, following all of that and not complaining about it. So that's what, like, so you're getting rolled over every which way. Um, and that's why people, that's why there's so many vultures over here uh, in, in the culture because um, as the, the fakes have gotten more similar to the, the real thing, people are caring less. Um, but you're willing to pay the same price. Mm. Like, if you told me I bought the flea market joints because they were $50, then I'm cool with that. But it, because at least you justified it. And now they're going to be beaters or something like that. At least in, I can hear how, you know, and comprehend how that makes sense to you. But if you're saying I bought fakes and I, I paid $350, for, $400 for some fakes. Why? And then you still, you still might wear them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause you feel like you have to or whatever. Uh, they just hope. And then there you go wearing them at night when nobody can pay attention to what the difference is. Um, and then you just cool with that, oh, you know. So that's was, uh, and then like you know, there was a recent um, situation where you know, like celebrities and jewelry, right? You know, where mm. they're they're buying the, uh, they're they're spending a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars, and then all of a sudden you got those those fake those jewelry, uh, like because there's a couple of them that I really like um, that are out there in the industry that are like fake wash buster or whatever it's called, where they'll just look at the celebrities watches or jewelry and be like, that's fake. That's fake. That's fake. And then we'll call them out. And I was like, see, we don't have that in the, in this industry. We don't have the people to call them out, um, and say, nah, that's wrong. Um, you know what I'm saying? I remember one time, uh, back in the day, I think it was big boy from outcast that he caught hell because he wore, I think they were some fake eights. I remember. Uh, they might have been like red and white or something this like before that. Before social media. Before social, see, again, before social media. Um, uh, but I remember being down in Atlanta around that time, and that was a big deal that he was like one of the first ones that got called out for wearing fakes. And, and, and he was on some like, well, it matched my outfit, and so-and-so popped, you know, I got him from so-and-so, you know, and then it was just a story where he didn't check the authenticity. It was just like, I thought they were just custom, right? Um, and, you know, I just trusted so-and-so, and he just popped the trunk with a bunch of stuff, and this was in there, so I just got it. Um, you know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, and now, look, we still are light years away from that level of calling people out. Um, I think Drake might have been somebody else that had some fake tens on when he uh, was 
Aubrey, you know, like, you know, like the first, the first, uh, the first, uh, the first wave so of far gone, like before that even uh, came out or whatever. Um, so, Fabulous was another one. Yeah. He had a picture even in his shoe closet of, I think a six, I believe but that I, was. But I think Fabulous was just a part of that, um, the custom side of it. You know gotcha. what I'm saying? So, and cause you can mix in like, um, some customizations that are going to Fat Joe, but Fat Joe was just so legit you mm-hmm. know, no one ever questioned uh what he had going on and rightfully so um but there was and then at that time fab was still new because he was fabulous sport uh, you know what i mean and his he came in the game with the jersey uh um uh, you know theme with his uh the way that he branded himself which was all good to me um, so flipping this tony you mentioned this earlier it kills me now when i go on these sites and i see like a 1995 tommy hilfinger shirt and it says bootleg in all caps, $150 sold. So w- like you said, when did the game flip in which things that were bootleg that were $10, $15, you know, at the, we'd be on F street downtown and it would be like the, the cart out, out there with the lady and everyone knew it was uh, right fake. next to the, I love DC. Yes. <laughs> with the fake starters and er- everything else. And now that stuff is labeled bootleg, but going for buku money. Like it's cool to wear certain bootleg stuff. So Again, I see where the power in the people is where somewhere in the culture they said these certain items are cool to wear because it's bootleg. I think that all parts of our era are just that popular, hmm. even, even the fake stuff. Hmm. You know, they everyone wants so much of a piece of the 80s and 90s. They are willing to do to take every piece of it and regurgitate it again, even the fake stuff, even the stuff because it's it's a it's a subculture of it, it's, you know, it, it really reflects on, you know, the, the gritty and grind, you know, be, you know, before the social media and everything like that. So again, because again, that's why I knew about with the, with the thrifting culture, with the shirts and everything, you want some old, uh, witty Hutton, uh, concert t-shirt. <laughs> um, and, and then now they can upcharge you and they're paying for it. Right. So ask the people that are paying it, why they're willing to pay it when, you know why? Because it's almost like it's a service to come get that stuff because they're not going to go to the thrift store. They're not going to go try to find the stuff themselves, but they rather go to a store that someone found it. Uh, um, look, I have this stuff. I could, uh, you know, open up a store in my closet uh, just from my own era. Between me and my brother, uh, <laughs> all the stuff that we had and hand-me-downs and everything, like, we could, you telling me we could open up a shop right now just in everything that we wore? Mm-hmm. Um, just because we were cool at a time that you think is still cool, and I think you'll forever uh, uh, <laughs> try to think it's cool. I think that that's part of uh, the lack of individuality where they're trying to re- regurgitate and hang on to the last remnants of the of these artifacts and and then twist them into a modern version but Understood. yeah it's a it's a tough one but fakes are always going to be here um you know they're getting uh truer to the level of what the authentic stuff is which is why you had to do a little bit more of your homework so um you this is the last time we're going to be talking about this so um but we definitely wanted to make it a, an episode of its own so that we could drill into it and um you know, and again, this is this whole episode is an auto acquisition, <laughs> to be honest with you, just what to look out for and um, how things got here, uh, because it's 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 right underneath your nose. So Cause watch it just, out. it's just so tough, Tony, because at some point you're going to have to rely on a second or third Gary source. You are going to miss out on Blocker.com 
or Nike.com or Adidas.com or whatever site you you are going to miss out sooner or later and you're going to have to depend on one of these secondary or thirdary sites and my advice is to just do your research as Tony just said um, be aware of everything as far as the product that you're looking at acquiring and um, say your prayers and if anything does look suspect um, do your due diligence on seeing what their return policy is and so forth know that the power is in your hands um, if you think that you've gotten something that is not authentic or not true because it's your money, what you pay for, and you should pay for and receive what you expect, definitely. Yeah, if you don't like it, don't spend the money. That's it. You have that choice. You have that option. Do some more research. So, um, But that's it. You know, another episode in the books. Um, this one's a real episode about fakes. Soul Material Podcast. We're out. Till next time. And we were like family members, you know, we've been through a lot together on a college level. And then to come here and play at the NBA level together, you know, that's a dream come true because we never ever thought that would happen. Now, college was such a wild ride that I never thought I'd be lucky enough to experience a piece of it again.